Welcome to another edition of Saints and Sinners Unplugged. I am Ken Jones, and I am joined by David Menendez and Jose Prado. Uh, we are missing one of our regulars, and that is, um, what's his name? He's been away a while. No, Aldo Leon. We are missing, missing our sinner. brother. Over these past couple of weeks, we've been talking about the tendencies towards neonomianism, antinomianism, and legalism. Our emphasis has been ways that we, beginning with preachers, because this isn't just uh, an us versus them. Uh, this is not a lay problem. This is as, as much a preaching issue as it is anything else. And so we've been looking at solutions, beginning with Paul's statement and trying to unpack what he really means by this in Acts twenty twenty seven, when he says that he did not shrink to deliver the whole counsel of God to the Ephesian believers. And David, you touched on something last week that I think is very important, and that's that he's not saying that I want each one of you to be perfect and follow the role model of Jesus. Yeah. But what he's speaking of is fully opening up everything uh, that is in Christ, yeah. opening up the dynamics of Christ's headship, that he has accomplished all things for us, yeah. that in him are the riches of God's grace, mm -hmm. placing us by faith into the finished work of Christ. That's what he means. Yeah. Enlarge on that yeah, for us. The dynamics of being, how is it that God knits us into being members of the body? And how is it that God strengthens or works out the dynamics of our union with Christ? Because everything we have mm -hmm. is in union with Christ. Absolutely. I, I let, can, let, let me yeah. just throw in here yeah. a quote from John Owen that I've mm -hmm. used several times. But there is an infinite ocean of love that is in God but not one drop of it can reach us yeah. except through Christ. But the Amen. problem we have Amen. with these errors is that we become then the doers, the subjects. Okay, I am united with Christ. I know that. I am justified. I know that. But what I need to do now is do all the things that God tells me to do. Yeah. And they miss the dynamics of how God renews us daily to become the image of Christ. Yeah in drawing us or as I, how luther would say as god assaults us mm. we're assaulted by god that's why this is something we do we yeah. work mm. god assaults us with this law and says no to the old story of us being the subject and the doers and then we become the objects yeah. and the recipients of all that god is in christ for us mm. so we can't mm. we can't at the risk of falling into either one of these errors think that we can receive anything else from God or receive anything eternally from God except for what has already been given in Christ. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, the thing is, uh, the, the way that I see it in practicality, the errors played out is, for example, when people push back on me is, I already know I'm united yeah. with Christ. What do you? What is it? In other words, assuming the gospel. Right, that's what it is. Assuming the gospel. Yeah. In other words, the, the the idea that by preaching Christ, God forms Christ in you, it's somehow foreign. It's strange. Yeah. What they know is, tell me what to do now that I am a Christian, and that's right. how Christ is formed in me. That's right. Yeah. But to say. You know, and I'm re I was reading Gideon recently to come and 
and for God to say to Gideon, mighty warrior. Mm. That's how God is formed in you. He yeah. speaks yeah. over you, into you. He penetrates you with the word of Christ yeah. and speaks into you that headship and all the riches of that grace into your life and you're transformed. And that, that whole counsel, it does include the infrastructure of law and gospel. Absolutely. Yes. Because, because you need to stop the first story. Yes, You, you need exactly. to say, cut, stop, stop on that again. <laughs> and, and we want to look at those dynamics, law, gospel, death, resurrection. How does that play out as, as continual daily themes in Christian growing, in, Christian, uh, in the Christian life? There's this like false dichotomy uh, where uh, people think that you know, if if uh, if if we speak the gospel, if we talk about the richness of Christ and what Christ has already uh, done for us and what we already have in Christ, uh, somehow is it, like David was saying, it's like we sort of okay, like that's kind of useless for us, right? I already know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I'm a Christian already. I've been justified already. Uh, I don't need to continue hearing that. It's almost as if I don't really need that in order to be sanctified or in order yeah. to grow in Christ and be complete in Christ. I, 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 I simply, I, I simply need you to tell me what to do or uh, what are the next steps that I need to do. And and it's, you know, what we see in Scripture is that there's nothing that we can actually do mm-hmm. that has not already been worked out in us. It's already been done. In Philippians chapter two, verse twelve. Uh, we see Paul say, <clears throat> so then, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Most Christians would say, okay, you know, I mean, mm. so what do I need to do, right? right? Tell me how to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. But but yet Paul says, for it is God who is at, is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out of his good purpose. Therefore, if God is the one that's enabling me and empowering me, uh, and, and it's, it is, it's, it's all him, like, why would I look to myself yeah. to do these things? Why not, what, why not look to Christ, the one empowering me and enabling me, the one you know, the one by by his very gospel, by his very word, is the yeah. one doing in me these things. Actually, there's a Christ Laguna, isn't it? Hmm. With that kind of a framework, because they, they do mention the spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, the spirit is working. They would say, let me just play devil's advocate. Hey, yeah, I agree with that. He who began a good work in me, he's going to finish it. The spirit is a work in me, and he gives me the desires to obey and to do this and to do that. What do you mean go back to Christ? What do you mean go back to my justification? What do you mean by that? Well, it's, it's the assumption that if you make one step, he will make two. So in other words, the reward of empowerment or even intimacy with God and enrichment is the reward for some work rather than the result of fully resting and seeing what he has given us in the riches of his grace, that's right. uh, which is to go back to your point earlier, David, that's why it is critical that if anyone gets it right, it's got to be the preachers because it's we have the responsibility of delivering the word, which is the only thing that can present them perfect in Christ and ourselves uh, because everything yeah. else fails. That, it, Like you said, it takes us out of our story. Right. Whereas I, I would say what we are 
trying to, to get away from is a de, um, a de facto deistic Trinitarianism. It's a deistic Trinitarianism. Okay. In the fact that they know the Father is there. Uh-huh. They know what the Father has done, what the role of the Father is, what the role of the Spirit is, what the role of Christ is. However, they do not live by the dynamics of a Christ-centered life where the Father mm-hmm. sent the Holy Spirit to testify to Christ and His work and our completion and assurance mm-hmm. in Him. And those are the dynamics of death and resurrection, union with His death and resurrection, and that you know, penetrating my conscience daily, by which I can say that I'm depending on Christ. Okay. Ra- rather than just say, I know the doctrines. Right. I know what the Father has done. I know right. th- I know it's the Trinitarian work of salvation. Right. But how are the dynamics of the Trinity at work through Christ in your sanctification? Well, and and that's probably where the average contemporary Christian would say, yeah, but where does the rubber meet the road? Exa- absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is too <laughs> pine sky. It's too right. abstract. But but again, it's it's the proclamation of Christ. That's where the rubber. That's where heaven met well, the road of earth. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned, you mentioned um, <clears throat> uh, Colossians. Let me read a couple, three different passages out of Colossians chapter two. Um, one is is in uh, beginning in verse six, chapter two, verse six. He says, "Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him." rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving mm. and i think that's that's it that's that's our goal now yeah. holding in mind that this is a church who's being bombarded with all of these formulas and all of these different things that will make them stronger in the lord so here's a second passage in um it, it, also in chapter 2, in verse, uh, beginning in verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Mm. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. There's your point of the Trinity. Yeah. Uh, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Here's the key. And then he goes on to say, in him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Here's the thing that we, we read the word of God and it's the book of instruction for life. Mm, yeah. But how is this an instruction for life? I mean, <laughs> how do I get something from yeah. there that I'm that I am going to do? 
And, and what I'm content, what we're contending is that God does something to us through, through that. that. Exactly. God does something to us through that. And another point uh, that I want to highlight is what are these elementary principles of the world? The, in, I, the in, instincts of the flesh. Right. Of how to live. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that how to live usually is my ascent, either through reason or through some type of my works what in order sense. to justify myself. Wouldn't you yeah. say that? Which absolutely, which mm -hmm. is reflected in it's it's human ideas reflected in human mm -hmm. institutions about how to live. Right. 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 So so the, there's an exhortation here to to reject a modus operandi of the flesh mm -hmm. which has to do with do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. The law spoke that way. Exactly. It was necessary for a reason, but it was the elementary principles of the world to lead us to the yes. dynamics of living, yes. which is dying and rising with Christ Yes. by the preaching well, of law and gospel. Well, to that point, that very point, uh, again, same chapter, uh, Colossians chapter yeah. 2, uh, beginning uh, verse 16, therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to a festival of an or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism. There's that category, neonomianism mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yep. or legalism, That's however right. you want to do it. Yep. Uh, with asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions. Man, I'd like to put that on my car. <laughs> yeah. Shut up with your visions. Mm. Show me Christ. Yeah. I don't need to hear about your stinking mm. visions. Mm. Uh, puffed up without reason by his, his uh, sensuous mind and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows yes. with uh, yeah. uh, grows with a growth that is from God. Yeah. If Christ, if with Christ you die to mm. the elemental spirits mm. of the world, mm. then why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Mm. Yeah. Do not handle, do not taste, mm. do not touch, referring to things that are all perishing away with the use, according to human precepts and teachings. And I love this part. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and self and, and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence yeah. of the flesh. And mm. that's what the law of Moses and the Mosaic Covenant degenerates to when you strip the substance that, that is Christ. Absolutely. It becomes, it becomes the model, shell, and copy of yeah. the devil to spin <laughs> off all kinds of spiritualities that are about that. Yeah, and and I love what he he confesses. Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it makes sense. Right. Sure. It yeah. to our fallen nature, Absolutely. it makes sense. Yeah. Which is why people. It's and it's never. It's well. I'm always surprised, but I shouldn't be. At the the things that people are willing to put themselves through. Yeah. In order to try to become better, they need to purify themselves. It's yeah. ingrained in them. Yeah. They need purification. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, the whole point of the book of Hebrews, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing, one thing that stands out here in verse 16 is, is the part where it says, therefore, don't let anyone judge you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing with the law is that, uh, you know, 
the law outside of Christ, it judges us, mm-hmm. you know, it condemns us, you know, but in Christ, it's been taken care of. Yes. And, and in Christ, though, as we look at the law in Christ, it still shows us that which God requires and it does terrify us. And mm-hmm. when we are terrified, like little children, yeah. we cling. Right. Yeah. And right. the point of going to the law with Christ is so that our sins could look exactly as they are. But our only comfort is that we are now clinging to one who has covered the guilt of our sins. So because the old Adam is still in us, yes. trying to resurface every time, we need to put him in his place, which is, you know, the, the tomb, right? Right. And that's why then Luther would say that with the law, with the word of God, which is law and gospel, mm-hmm. God assaults us and causes suffering. <laughs> yeah. You know, the suffering of stripping us of everything that is ours. Yeah. That the old Adam wants to claim through law keeping and then through the law, he's killed. He's put back down in the baptism of death, in the death of Christ, so that our conscience then can rise and soar in new creation. Now that law being spoken into our hearts by you're forgiven, you're righteous, you're holy, be yes. who you are. Yes, yes, exactly. That's right. That's right. And that, that's actually the logic that he uses to open up chapter three. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on the things that are on, on earth. For you have died wow. and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And it's from there that he says, now put to death those, those deeds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's stop, right. Yeah, stop, stop trying to fast and mm-hmm. become a vegan and mm-hmm. think that makes you closer to God. Just mm-hmm. put to death that which is revealed and, and even, as what it is. And the sinful works of the flesh, put him to death because that's death. not who you are. Right. Why right. are you going to live in the death yes. that, that's already take, been taken care of? Exactly. You, you're that's not right. dead anymore. Now, I know that there's death that wants to rise up in you, yep. which is the old Adam wanting to either escape the law or use the law. So meaning either through rebellion and, you know, uh, being a rebel, right, licensed to sin or no way, God forbid, I'm going to keep the law. Yeah. And so those two, those two are manifestations of the old Adam that need to be put to death. Yeah, it's it's yeah. sin, it's the works of the flesh, so that then in our conscience only reigns Christ mm. Jesus for us, in whom we have all things. So there's a place for us as preachers, you know, to tell people to put to death. <laughs> Absolutely. By preaching, yeah. by, preaching <laughs> yeah. by preaching the law. By preaching the law, yes. But, but yeah. also by reminding sure. them who they are. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. See you. Yeah. See you Outside in that. that yes. They, they, they have no power whatsoever yeah. to put anything to But them. obviously they read, they read here, uh, you know, put to death your members mm-hmm. and then, you know, do this, do that. And they say, ah, that, that I can resonate with. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's what I, that cannot be the sole content of a sermon. No. No. No, you, <laughs> because th- you're now, not preaching the whole counsel of God. Thanks. Thank you. That's right? very well stated. Yes, because in chapter one, uh, here's what Paul says about these people that he tells to put to death uh, the deeds of the flesh. In chapter one, beginning in verse 11, he says, may you be strengthened with all power. Yeah 
according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father. And by the way, one time I counted how many times thanks or thanksgiving Mm -hmm. is mentioned in this small book. It's powerful. There's there's something, and I think that's that's the antidote to -hmm. taking the gospel for granted. Mm -hmm. The moment we cease to be in awe, of God's yeah. grace, yes. and the moment we cease to be thankful that, for it. That is a true keeping of the first table of the law. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a fruit according to the first table of the law. It, yes. It, but we, mm-hmm. we see that also in Philippians. Yes, how many times Thanksgiving appears, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he, he goes on to say, um, uh, with thanksgiving to the Father who has qualified you, past tense, to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us, past tense, from the domain of darkness and transferred us past tense to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom you presently have redemption. Another prayer that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through through his spirit in the inner man. How? That Christ may dwell Mm. in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. How's that for a practical chore? To know the love of Christ. So the Christian is one that lives in the daily endeavor of deepening into the knowledge of the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. This is not academic knowledge. Mm. This is not theoretical stuff. It is Christ. It is God assaulting us with his word, putting us to death and giving us life by the revelation of the love of God in Christ and all the riches of his person and work for and that, us. And that is God's will for us, as Paul prays mm. that. God is God's, God's will for us. And then right away, that's kind of like the, the hinge door to therefore walk mm. in a manner worthy. Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to explain how that, that fleshes out. But the, the, the fact is that without that, Without the empowering of the Spirit for us to be able to comprehend the in- incomprehensible love of God, uh, we cannot, therefore, walk in a manner worthy. Mm, yeah. And, you know, when you talk about being rooted and grounded and how practical this is, if you want to really learn how much God loves you, yes, we can read the New Testament, great statements about and when you see Christ revealed there. But you really want to know, go to the book of Exodus, go to, to the book of Leviticus, read the regulations concerning the introduction of the Day of Atonement, read about the Passover, and now you see yeah. visually yeah. what is fulfilled oh, wow. in Christ. Are you talking sacraments now? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or just yeah. go to the Lord's table, right? Yes, that's, which, that's which the Which basically is something that the yes. church would do every single time yes. they gather. Yes. If they did, the, what's the Lord's table about? Is it not about f- the word of absolution and Absolutely. forgiveness? Yes. That means that's the preeminent yes. The preeminent place in the Christian service. Yes. It cannot just be third use of the law because you have to come to the Lord's table. Yeah. And the Lord's table is the words of yes. comfort, exactly. of forgiveness, yes. of absolution. That is the preeminent piece. Yes in our preaching endeavors. Listen, brothers and sisters, let me tell you, we all have the seed of being neonomians, legalists, or antinomians. 
it doesn't, we're not saying these are permanent etched positions. These are things that the fallen mind vacillates towards. The only solution is to know who we are in Christ. We pray that as we have opened up these ideas and looked at them in light of God's word, that our hope would be in nothing less than Jesus' blood Amen. and his righteousness. That's beautiful. Amen. See Amen. you next time. Amen. Amen.